O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, May 6th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal-clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit. As it is written in Romans 10:17, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Bahar, and it means on the mount. Leviticus 26, 16-30 I in turn will do this to you. I will wreak misery upon you, consumption and fever, which cause the eyes to pine and the body to languish. You shall sow your seed to no purpose, for your enemies shall eat it. I will set my face against you. You shall be routed by your enemies, and your foes shall dominate you. You shall flee, though none pursues. And if... For all that you do not obey me, I will go on to discipline you sevenfold for your sins, and I will break your proud glory. I will make your skies like iron and your earth like copper, so that your strength shall be spent to no purpose. Your land shall not yield its produce, nor shall the trees of the land yield their fruit. And if you remain hostile toward me and refuse to obey me, I will go on smiting you sevenfold for your sins. I will loose wild beasts against you, and they shall bereave you of your children and wipe out your cattle. They shall decimate you, and your roads shall be deserted. And if these things fail to discipline you for me, and you remain hostile to me, I too will remain hostile to you. I in turn will smite you sevenfold for your sins. I will bring a sword against you to wreak vengeance for the covenant. And if you withdraw into your cities, I will send pestilence among you, 
and you shall be delivered into enemy hands. When I break your staff of bread, ten women shall bake your bread in a single oven. They shall dole out your bread by weight, and though you eat, you shall not be satisfied. But if, despite this, you disobey me and remain hostile to me, I will act against you in wrathful hostility. I, for my part, will discipline you sevenfold for your sins. You shall eat the flesh of your sons and the flesh of your daughters. I will destroy your cult places and cut down your incense stands, and I will heap your carcasses upon your lifeless fetishes. I will spurn you. Ruth 2, 1-4-22 Now Naomi had a kinsman on her husband's side, a man of substance of the family of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, I would like to go to the fields and glean among the ears of grain, behind someone who may show me kindness. Yes, daughter, go, she replied. And off she went. She came and gleaned in the field behind the reapers. And, as luck would have it, it was the piece of land belonging to Boaz, who was of Elimelech's family. Presently, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem. He greeted the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they responded, The Lord bless you. Boaz said to the servant who was in charge of the reapers, Whose girl is that? The servant in charge of the reapers replied, She is a Moabite girl who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the reapers. She has been on her feet ever since she came this morning. She has rested but little in the hut. Boaz said to Ruth, Listen to me, daughter. Don't go to glean in another field. Don't go elsewhere, but stay here close to my girls. Keep your eyes on the field they are reaping and follow them. I have ordered the men not to molest you. And when you are thirsty, go to the jars and drink some of the water that the men have drawn. She prostrated herself with her face to the ground and said to him, Why are you so kind as to single me out when I am a foreigner? Boaz said in reply, I have been told of all that you have done for your mother-in-law after the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and the land of your birth and came to a people you had not known before. May Hashem reward your deeds. May you have a full recompense from Hashem, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have sought refuge. She answered, You are most kind, my lord, to comfort me and to speak gently to your maidservant, though I am not so much as one of your maidservants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come over here and partake of the meal and dip your morsel in the vinegar. So she sat down beside the reapers. He handed her roasted grain, and she ate her fill and had some left over. When she got up again to glean, Boaz gave orders to his workers, You are not only to let her glean among the sheaves without interference, but you must also pull some of the stalks out of the heaps and leave them for her to glean, and not scold her. She gleaned in the field until evening, and then she beat out what she had gleaned. It was about an ephah of barley, and she carried it back with her to the town. 
when her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, and when she also took out and gave her what she had left over after eating her fill, her mother-in-law asked her, Where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be he who took such generous notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law, whom she had worked with, saying, The name of the man with whom I work today is Boaz. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of Yahweh, who has not failed in his kindness to the living or to the dead. For Naomi explained to her daughter-in-law, The man is related to us. He is one of our redeeming kinsmen. Ruth the Moabite said, He even told me, Stay close by my workers until all my harvest is finished. And Naomi answered her daughter-in-law Ruth, It is best, daughter, that you go out with his girls and not be annoyed in some other field. So she stayed close to the maidservants of Boaz and gleaned until the barley harvest and the wheat harvest were finished. Then she stayed at home with her mother-in-law. Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her daughter, I must seek a home for you where you may be happy. Now there is our kinsman, Boaz, whose girls you were close to. He will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor tonight. So bathe, anoint yourself, dress up, and go down to the threshing floor. But do not disclose yourself to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he lies down, and go over and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what you are to do. She replied, I will do everything you tell me. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had instructed her. Boaz ate and drank, and in a cheerful mood went to lie down beside the grain pile. Then she went over stealthily and uncovered his feet and lay down. In the middle of the night, a man gave a start and pulled back. There was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. And she replied, I am your handmaid, Ruth. Spread your robe over my, your handmaid, for you are a redeeming kinsman. He exclaimed, Be blessed of the Lord, daughter. Your latest deed of loyalty is greater than the first, in that you have not turned to younger men, whether poor or rich. And now, daughter, have no fear. I will do in your behalf whatever you ask, for all the elders of the town know what a fine woman you are. But while it is true I am a redeeming kinsman, there is another redeemer closer than I. Stay for the night. Then in the morning, if he will act as a redeemer, good. Let him redeem. But if he does not want to act as redeemer for you, I will do so myself, as Hashem lives. Lie down until morning. So she laid at his feet until dawn. She rose before one person could distinguish another, for he thought, Let it not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. And he said, Hold out the shawl you are wearing. She held it while he measured out six measures of barley, and he put it on her back. When she got back to town, she came to her mother-in-law, who asked, How is it with your daughter? She told her all that the man had done for her, and she added, He gave me these six measures of barley, saying to me, Do not go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. And Naomi said, Stay here, daughter, till you learn how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. Meanwhile, Boaz had gone to the gate and sat down there, and now the Redeemer whom Boaz had mentioned passed by. 
he called, Come over and sit down here, so-and-so. And he came over and sat down. Then Boaz took ten elders of the town and said, Be seated here, and they sat down. He said to the Redeemer, Naomi, now returned from the country of Moab, must sell the piece of land which belonged to our kinsman Elimelech. I thought I should disclose the matter to you and say, Acquire it in the presence of those seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you are willing to redeem it, redeem. But if you will not redeem, tell me that I may know. For there is no one to redeem but you, and I come after you. I am willing to redeem it, he replied. Boaz continued, When you acquire the property from Naomi and from Ruth the Moabite, you must also acquire the wife of the deceased, so as to perpetuate the name of the deceased upon his estate. The Redeemer replied, Then I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I impair my own estate. You take over my right of redemption, for I am unable to exercise it. Now this was formerly done in Israel in cases of redemption or exchange. To validate any transaction, one man would take off his sandal and hand it to the other. Such was the practice in Israel. So when the Redeemer said to Boaz, Acquire for yourself, he drew off his sandal. And Boaz said to the elders and to the rest of the people, You are witnesses today that I am acquiring from Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech and all that belonged to Kilion and Malon. I am also acquiring Ruth the Moabite, the wife of Malon, as my wife, so as to perpetuate the name of the deceased upon his estate, that the name of the deceased may not disappear from among his kinsmen and from the gate of his hometown. You are witnesses today. All the people at the gate and the elders answered, We are. May Yahweh make the woman who is coming into your house like Rachel and Leah, both of whom built up the house of Israel. Prosper in Ephrat and perpetuate your name in Bethlehem. And may your house be like the house of Peretz, whom Tamar bore to Yehuda, through the offspring which Hashem will give you by this young woman. So Boaz married Ruth. She became his wife, and he cohabited with her. Hashem let her conceive, and she bore a son. And the women said to Naomi, Blessed be Hashem, who has not withheld a Redeemer from you today. May his name be perpetuated in Israel. He will renew your life and sustain your old age, for he is born of your daughter-in-law who loves you and is better to you than seven sons. Naomi took the child and held it to her bosom. She became its foster mother, and the women neighbors gave him a name, saying, A son is born to Naomi. They named him Obed, and he was the father of Ishai, father of David. This is the line of Peretz. Peretz begot Chesron. Chesron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminadab. Aminadab begot Nashon. Nashon begot Salma. Salma begot Boaz. Boaz begot Obed. Obed begot Yishai. And Yishai begot David. John 4, 43-54 Now, after two days, he, Yeshua, departed thence and went into Galilee 
For Yeshua himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Then, when he was come into Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast. For they also went to the feast. So Yeshua came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Yeshua was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Yeshua to him, Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down here, lest my child die. Yeshua said to him, Go your way, your son lives. And the man believed the word that Yeshua had spoken to him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Yeshua said to him, Your son lives, and himself believed and his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Yeshua did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. Psalm 105, 16-36 Moreover, he, the Lord, called for a famine upon the land. He broke the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his substance, He bind, to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. Israel also came into Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham, and he increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. He turned their heart to hate his people, to deal subtly with his servants. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron whom he had chosen. They showed his signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made it dark, and they rebelled not against his word. He turned their waters into blood and slew their fish. Their land brought forth frogs in abundance in the chambers of their kings. He spoke, and there came various sorts of flies and lice in all their coasts. He gave them hail for rain and flaming fire in their land. He smote their vines also and their fig trees and broke the trees of their coasts. He spoke, and the locusts came and caterpillars and that without number, and did eat up all the herbs in their land, and devoured the fruit of their ground. He smote also all the firstborn in their land, the chief of all their strength. Proverbs 14, 26-27 In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from, the snares of death. I want to speak to you today from the book of Ruth, and we read through chapters 2, 3, and 4 and finished out that small little book tucked away. It's an awesome story. It's a beautiful love story. 
And you could say that Ruth represents a person who is being drawn by the Holy Spirit to come into covenant with the God of Israel, to be born again, to come into covenant with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the covenant that he made with them, she would come under that same covenant. So Naomi, you could say, is sort of like the Holy Spirit guiding her, leading her, connecting her to the right people, opening doors for her. And Boaz, Boaz, you could say, could represent Yeshua, that Ruth becomes his bride, and Boaz redeems her. He redeems her utterly and takes her to be his wife and gives her a house to live in. So in Ruth chapter 2, verse 4, it is written, Presently Boaz arrived from Bethlehem. He greets the reapers, Hashem be with you. And they responded, Hashem bless you. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Hebrew, Bethlehem is Bet Lechem which means house of bread. In ancient times, Bet Lechem was full of fields of wheat and grains for harvesting, which is why it is significant that so much of the story of Ruth takes place during the harvest season, specifically in Bet Lechem. In 2012, archaeological evidence of the biblical town of Bethlehem was discovered. A clay seal was uncovered in the city of David in Jerusalem with the inscription from Bet Lechem to the king, presumably sealing a package containing a tax payment in the 7th or 8th century B.C. Continuing on in chapter 2, verse 17, it is written, She, that is Ruth, gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned. It was about an ephah of barley. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Barley, the second of the special agricultural products of the land of Israel, looks similar to wheat, but is a smaller grain and is surrounded by long hair-like strands. This explains its Hebrew name Seora, which comes from the word Se'ar, meaning hair. Additionally, barley requires less water and ripens earlier than wheat. In the Bible, the barley harvest signifies the beginning of spring, and barley would be brought to the Bet Hamikdash in Jerusalem, the temple, as part of the offerings of the holiday of Passover. The barley offering in the temple was a joyous ceremony that teaches us the importance of dedicating a portion of our crops to our Creator before we eat from them ourselves. Continuing on in chapter 2, verse 23, it is written, So she stayed close to the maidservants of Boaz and gleaned until the barley harvest and the wheat harvest were finished. Then she stayed at home with her mother-in-law. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows, One reason that Megillat, Ruth, is read on the holiday of Shavuot, also known as the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, is that the story took place during the barley and the wheat harvest. Shavuot is referred to as the Feast of the Harvest. It is the festival which began the season for Jewish farmers to make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem to offer their first fruit and grain in the Beit HaMikdash or the Temple when an offering of two loaves of bread was brought from the newly harvested wheat crop. 
This year, Shavuot falls on May 22nd, sundown, into May 23rd. That's a Saturday night into Sunday. That's when Pentecost, or Shavuot, is. And now, continuing on in chapter 3, verse 9. Ruth has gone to lay at the feet of Boaz on the threshing floor and basically has put herself in a position to say, Will you be my kinsman redeemer? And so in verse 9, it is written, Who are you? he asked. And she replied, I am your handmaid, Ruth. Spread your robe over your handmaid, for you are a redeeming kinsman. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The concept of the redeeming kinsman, or goel in Hebrew, had great significance in biblical times. In Megillat Ruth, the word goel is used to refer to a relative in the context of a Leverite marriage, which occurs when a man dies without children. In such a case, his brother is supposed to marry his widow and perpetuate the name of the deceased. In the Tanakh, the term goel is also used in another context. Vayikra says his nearest redeemer shall come, referring to someone so deeply in debt that he is forced to sell his property until his closest relative comes to bail him out. Once again, a person's redeemer is his closest relative. Hashem has many names in the Bible one of which is Redeemer, as in the Redeemer of Israel. By referring to God as our Redeemer, we are stating that He is even closer to us than any of our nearest relations. Finally, uh, we see that Boaz and Ruth do wed, and Boaz redeems her. Uh, He meets with the city elders at the city gate, and the other kinsman redeemer backs out and doesn't want to take that role so boaz takes it and he marries ruth and buys off the land and of course we talked about how ruth now becomes on the lineage of david and ultimately to the mashiach to the messiah so in verse 20 chapter 4 verse 22 obed begot yeshai and yeshai begot david the israel bible commentary to this verse reads as follows Megillat Ruth ends by emphasizing Ruth's great reward for her selfless dedication to her mother-in-law and her late husband. She gives birth to a child who becomes the grandfather of King David, making Ruth the ancestress of the Davidic dynasty, as well as its future descendant, the Mashiach. Most other nations would have chosen a king with a perfect pedigree and impeccable lineage. Yet King David descends from a Moabite convert. The lesson of King David's humble origins is a powerful one. Ruth teaches us that salvation and redemption can come from unlikely sources. No matter what our background is, we all have the ability to play a great role in history and make a difference in the world if we align ourselves with the God of Israel, the people of Israel, and the land. Of Israel. Amen.
Shalom. Adonai Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.